Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Urban Meyer will retire from Ohio State after he coaches the Buckeyes in the Rose Bowl. What led to that decision? And will he maybe coach again? And how about the NFL? Or is this really the end of Meyer's coaching career? In the Tampa Bay Lightning, finally give Louis Domingue a rest. How good are the Bolts? We'll talk all of that with Tom Jones, the columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, in just a minute on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Burstnick. Hey, are you ready for a magical day on the river with the manatees? If so, seven days a week you can experience the wonder and magical charm with Captain Mike's Swimming with the Manatees in Crystal River. It's the ultimate family bonding experience. Now, I've done this. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. It's a great time of year to go. The weather is great. It's always, what, 75 degrees up there, I think. And uh, these are gentle creatures. You can't believe how fun it is to swim with them. Ask about the $30 Manatee Bronze Tour and be sure to ask about their free offer for active law enforcement officers and U.S. military. It requires a purchase of two silver tickets at a regular price, and after that, you're eligible for a free tour. Captain Mike's is the number one customized manatee tour company at Kings Bay in Crystal River. It's pure paradise up there. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. Ask about their pontoon boat rentals, their kayak rentals, their bicycle rentals, and much more. Book online now at swimmingwiththemanatees.com or call 352-571-1888. Tom Jones joins us now. Tom, the big news, and you wrote about it in the Tampa Bay Times this morning. Urban Meyer, of course, uh, retiring from Ohio State, and, uh, you know, this is something that people have talked about being health-related. We obviously saw uh, him having some of the problems on the sidelines during the season this year. First of all, just what's your reaction uh, to the news? Were you surprised by this in any way? Yeah, you know what? I was a little bit surprised, Rick. If you'd have told me um, two months ago when I was watching him against Indiana, going down to one knee and watching a game against Maryland, I thought the guy was going to die on the sidelines. And I, I'm not being – uh, I'm not trying to be uh, um, flip about it. Like, like I, I thought that uh, I thought he looked bad, and I thought he looked like he was in real trouble health-wise. And you start hearing the rumors about he he was going to be able to do this much longer. He was going to have to step away. But it's weird. Like something happened the last couple of weeks here, where you know they win the they win the Big Ten. Um, before that, they beat Michigan. They looked really good against Michigan. And suddenly he started looking like a different guy on the sidelines. And, and I guess there was a report recently where Shelly Meyer said that he had no intention of stepping away. And she was saying how winning cures everything. So I sort of thought that the, the story had changed a little bit. I, if you'd have told me a month ago that he was done, I, I would have thought, yeah, not surprising. But if you'd have told me yesterday that he was going to step down because of health reasons, I wouldn't have believed it. I, I was kind of surprised by it. Yeah, it looked like he was, uh, especially after the you know the win over Michigan, obviously, and then and then you know the the Big Ten championship game over Northwestern. He seemed to have that sort of that fire back. A, a source told ESPN that his health was obviously a major factor, um, but also said that he, Meyer had told some assistants that quote his love for the game just wasn't there as much this season, and that the Zach Smith situation kind of started that, and his health was part of it, but. 
You talked about not having the same fire week in and week out of this year. Tom, I'm going to be the cynic here. Okay. Uh, and, and I know you wrote about this a little bit. But I lived one of these situations, and it wasn't nearly quite the same thing, but I'm going to draw a parallel to it anyway. I covered the University of Florida, and uh, Norm Sloan was a legendary coach who had won a national championship at North Carolina State and had built a pretty good program in Florida. And they got in trouble with Vernon Maxwell, mm-hmm. um, who took money from agents, and there was all kinds of, of uh, an investigation by a U.S. Attorney's Office into drugs in Gainesville at that time, and, and Vernon Maxwell had been before the grand jury, and Norm Sloan had been before the grand jury. And at that time, there was, without being too technical, there was a law about agents not being able to get players' money in the state of Florida, et cetera. Right. Anyway, long story endless. Uh, basically, Sloan had a media day, you know, chastised the media, uh, put on kind of a kind of a display. He had worked out a deal with the University of Florida to coach one final season and then retire. Now, he was older. He wasn't, he wasn't like Urban, who's right. 54 years old. Um, but the president of the university and the athletic director had decided, we're going to let you coach one year. Nobody knew about this. It was, it was mm-hmm, a deal because mm-hmm. there was a lot of trouble with that program. They knew it. And Norm said, let me coach this one final year. Except then the U.S. Attorney's Office got involved. They're going to die him for perjury, et cetera. And he ended up being forced to resign before the season. So mm-hmm. the difference was he didn't get to coach the final season for some external pressures. But these deals happen. And when yes. there's trouble at a program, the way there was um, with this incident and how bad it played out. And then the other factor on top of that, I think, aside from the Zach Smith thing that strikes me, is that they have a young coach mm-hmm. that they really like that they're not going to be able to keep in Ryan Day, who was the offensive coordinator and you know went 3-0 and as the interim coach while Meyer was serving his suspension. This feels like, to me, this has been in the works almost from the beginning of the trouble of the season. I would not doubt that. I even have it. I even alluded to it in my column. I said, was this, you know, did this just happen the last couple of days, or has this sort of been a backroom deal mm-hmm. that, was, that was formulated back when he got suspended? I mean, they very easily could have gone to him and said, look, Urban, we're not going to fire you, because if we fire you, it's going to ruin your career, maybe. Um, but if we, if we do it this way, we suspend you, you come back, but you agree to retire at the end of the year or leave the program at the end of the year, then everybody walks away happy. We get to get our uh, our coach, our new coach gets to take over. Sure. A young guy that we're very happy with, as you just mentioned. That you don't want to lose. That you, you don't want to lose, right, to another program. And you get to save face. We, yeah. you know, everybody comes out of this looking good. Would that surprise me if that happened? No, not at, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I do think there's something. And I, look, I don't pretend to know Urban Meyer, okay? But I, just from reading a bunch of stories about him and hearing his reaction to certain things, I do believe him when he says that this Zach Smith and he look, I'm not, he's not the victim here. Let's be real clear about this. Okay. All this was of urban Meyer's own doing, but I do think what the rest of the world thought about urban Meyer really bothered him. Like Mm -hmm. I, and look, like I said, he had everything coming to him that he had, that he got at the end of the day. But I do think that his, he's, he has a sour taste in his mouth about this whole experience to Zach Smith, how the country seemed to turn on him, many of the Ohio State fans seemed to turn on him. So he may be just as happy to be leaving Ohio State um, as Ohio State maybe deep down is happy that he's leaving the program. Having said that, look, this guy, what he's been able to accomplish, and I know we'll get into some of his football stuff in a minute here, but um, I I would not. I guess at the end of the day I'm agreeing with you, Rick, that this could have been in the works for a while. Now, you hate to think that. 
because there's a part of you that says, geez, what if this guy kills over tomorrow? You know, I mean, is his health that bad? Is this brain cyst? Well, I know, mean, he's he been a- he's been diagnosed uh, back back as far as 1988. Um, it's it's worsened. I don't know that this is. I haven't read enough about it to know if this is a potentially, um, you know, a fatal condition or something that can cause something worse. Uh, I don't know. Right. Um, obviously, he's had headaches and and I'm sure he's in a lot of discomfort. And you would think that that stress would be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I don't know enough about his condition to know. And you're right. No one's wishing, you know, that if Urban Meyer is leaving for health reasons, then God bless him. He has every right to do so and, and is probably wise to take his doctor's advice or who or his wife's or whoever um, is telling him that that he needs to uh, to take care of his of his health. Um, and, and, and maybe that's maybe me you know, floating this conspiracy. It's just that I've lived this before. No, I know. I, I don't. Think and it's I, cons- I also think there's a part of Urban Meyer. You mentioned something about like. I think that he was infuriated that they Ohio State didn't stand 100% behind him and I say, agree. you know what, forget you people. I know Urban Meyer. He didn't do this. He would have never stood for this. He's our coach. The rest of you can pound sand. Mm-hmm. I agree. No, I and agree I with think you. he's I, I mad think at Ohio State that they, especially his, his, who he has a good relationship with, his athletic director, Gene Smith, that they made him be suspended. He couldn't. He couldn't coach his football team for three weeks. He that was had defined, to him. He was defined in that press conference. He was uh, tone deaf during it. At no point did did he mention uh, Courtney Smith's name during it. Right. I mean, that, there was an ad. There, he did have an attitude going in that, and I do think. But then after that, and then he kept having apologies after you know. I, well, I need to yeah, apologize issue. for my yeah. apology. You know, right, right. And and I, but I do think it eventually came down to um, to him being offended that the rest of the country would think that he doesn't care about domestic violence. And again, I don't know Urban Meyer well enough to know, you know, whether, you know, whether he was lying about all this, but when it comes to this health thing, and again, you hate to think this, but you know, we've been down this road before, Rick, we were here, ask any Gators fan that they, they seen this press conference where he said, I'm mm-hmm. stepping away to spend time with my seen family. Seen it twice. Saw it once when he was right. going to step away and decided not to step away and then That's stepped right. away. And then he stepped away and then, Two years later, what was it? Two years, or mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was two I years th- later. He goes I, to ESPN. Wonder, yeah. All of a sudden, I guess ESPN is the elixir. You know, all of a sudden you start feeling better again, <laughs> and then right. he's back out there leading another team to a national championship. Ask Gator fans what they think about. And again, you hate. It's almost like, boy, really, Urban, are you really sick? And you hate to think the way because what if the guy really is? You know, and and what if he? Well, no, he, he is, clearly has a condition. Jeopardy, there's you know? there's no doubt that his health is an issue and. Um, he's been diagnosed with, uh, you know, with this uh, this cyst. Um, like when he left Florida, cyst or whatever on his. When brain, he left so. Florida, I truly believed. I believed it then. I believe it now. I believed he looked at Nick Saban and said, "I'll never beat this guy." That I, I think the I think the losing it ate him up, I and the the thought of having to deal with that guy every year for the next decade or whatever just killed him. To the point where he's like, well, I mean, I think he just said, I'm not going to deal with this anymore and stepped away and then realized he had a, a great, maybe his dream job at Ohio State. But I, I'm asking you right now, Rick, would it shock you? Would it shock? And I hope he's okay. I, I can't stress that enough. I hope he's okay physically. Would it shock you if one year from now, Lynn Swan at UCSC is having a press conference introducing Urban Myers, the new head coach of Southern Cal, or if Brian Kelly leaves Notre Dame in another year and goes to the NFL. That the first name you won't think about is Urban Meyer, and the first well, name. Well, first that of all, first of yeah. all, no. And, and the reason is this: 
his phone's not going to stop ringing. No, it's there not. is not an NFL team. Well, there's probably a couple, but there's not many NFL teams looking for head coaches that will not call. There's very few college programs looking for coaches that will not call. Urban's a free agent, and for whatever reasons he left Ohio State, my guess is that he takes a year off. That's just my guess, that he might not be willing to jump right back into it. Um, but then again, he could. But, look, he, again, he's 54 years old. This is not a guy who's in his 70s. You know, Mac Brown just went back to North Carolina, for God's sakes. How old is he? Yeah, 60, um, he's 67 you know, All he knows is coaching ball. That's all he knows. Could he do other things? Could he broadcast? Yeah, he could do all those things. But you know what those yeah, he's guys good miss? On ESPN, yeah. yeah. What they miss is being a part of a team. And this is – we'll talk about his football now. Look, this is one of the greatest coaches in college football history, bar very few. Mm-hmm. Very few. Three national mm-hmm. championships? How many guys in the, on the planet have done that? He went to Bowling Green. He was at Bowling Green, got that program up and going, and then he goes to Utah, goes undefeated at Utah, leaves that job for Florida. Look, Florida was in – free Zook fall when he took over there. It wasn't like the Florida was rolling when he got into Gainesville. Won two national championships, which, by the way, was more than Steve Spurrier. Leaves there. Ohio State was – it was it hadn't quite fallen off the map, but I think it was under 500 the year before Urban took over, and he got that. Rick, they lost four Big Ten games in his entire time there. Four Big Ten games. Now think about that. That's amazing. And I think he has the third highest winning percentage of any coach ever – the game is clearly not passed him by. And if you throw out the Zach Smith stuff, okay, let, let's just throw that out for a minute, which is, you know, we're still, it's, it's a sketchy situation, but obviously a, a bad look for Urban Meyer. Other than that, if you're a college football program, I know they had the, the, the problems with some arrests in Florida, but some. Name me a, name, well, name me, but name me a school that doesn't have arrests. Well, yeah, but I it think was you more, can make wasn't a it more than that, though, if you got an Aaron Hernandez that's walking among your program for that many years? I guess, but at the same time, like nobody criticized Bill Belichick for for bringing in Aaron Hernandez. Like we, we has it changed Aaron uh, Belichick's legacy? I mean, he had him, he had Aaron Hernandez. I, my thing is, and I, again, look, I I think Urban's kind of a shady kind of guy myself, and I hated how he handled the whole Zach Smith situation. But I mean, the NCAA, as far as I know, has never really sniffed around their program. They run, like I guess. All for all we know, run a pretty clean program at Ohio State. There's never been any recruiting violations or anything, right? I mean, I think it's been not with Urban there, no, not not that I'm aware of, right? Or at Florida, they got the last guy, you know, the senator for people getting free tattoos, but otherwise, which almost seems like cute compared to some of the stuff that's going on in college football these days. So, if I'm a college program out there and I'm looking at hiring somebody, boy, if I can get past the Zach Smith stuff, um. Oh, you can. Boy, I, I, and, oh, you I know can. you can. Sure you can. Yeah. Look, he was a bad dude. Oh, even if we agree that he was a sh- kind of a shady character in Gainesville, I don't remember many Gator fans complaining when he was holding up national championship trophies, you know? No. And look, there are a lot of people out there, Tim Tebow among them, who swear by this guy and say he's a good man, you know? So, look, as far as a coach, Rick, other than if it wasn't for Nick Saban, he would clearly be the greatest coach of this generation, I would say. Yeah, no, I – Look, he's he he's in Nick Saban's class. I mean, when they call the roll, there's not many people after those two. You know what I mean? But would you hire him? Would you hire him? Would I personally hire him? Yeah. Can you trust him? Can you trust he's going to stay? That he's not I can trust. No, I, I I can trust that he's going to get my program in the position to win national championships and do it pretty quickly. 
Um, if that that's my goal, <laughs> yeah, if that's my goal, yeah. I'm going to hire him. I'm going to hire him. I mean, for all the things you just said, like, you know, I don't know, sh- you know, other than the, other than the, this thing with the assistant coach, which is, which is not good. Um, but he, but he rose above that in terms of, I mean, look, he almost went to another national championship uh, playoff. I mean, they, they <laughs> yeah, were, did. you know, <laughs> we're like, this One is like, the, like the, the, the wheels coming off, oil leaking all over the place. He's having brain cysts. He's kneeling on the sidelines. They're almost getting beat by Maryland. It's a program. It's a mess. Yeah, they lost one game to Purdue. Yeah, they lost one, game. one, one game crazy game. And he's going to the Rose Bowl. You know, beat like the crap out of Michigan again. You know, so yeah. it's like. Yeah, the big winner <laughs> here is Jim Harbaugh. You think? Oh, bar See, I none. think Ohio State keeps it rolling. I think Ohio. Well, State they might keep it rolling, it rolling but it, he the, look as good a coach as, and God bless him. If, if Day is the kind of coach they hope he is, he's going to do very well. He's not going to be to all probability. He's not going to be Urban Meyer. Not even close. Okay, I mean the program is the program. You know, it's right. they're still going to get plenty of good players in and around the state of Ohio or, or the nation for that matter. But he's you you know that's like saying, well, I think Alabama's still going to be a good team once Nick Saban leaves. Yeah, they will. They'll be a good yeah, program. But not, They're not, not going to be Saban. with what they were yeah. with Nick Saban. That's a good point. Look, he left you know Florida, and Florida didn't keep it rolling. Florida Thank definitely you. has struggled since Urban Meyer left. Yeah. Thank you. Right. It's interesting. He's a, he's a he's a he's a character that I don't I don't know that people outside of the universities he's work he works for roots for him. Let's put it that oh, way. Oh, uh, I, I you know what, Rick? I think you you're exactly right about that. I think the rest of the country, not even so secretly. Uh, reveled in the fact that Ohio State looked like that he was going to end up getting in big-time trouble. We all wanted mm-hmm. him fired. Mm-hmm. I wrote columns, get rid of this guy. Mm-hmm. And I think anti-Ohio State people, uh, not even anti-Ohio State, but just non-Ohio State people, looked at him and said, I, I, who could root for this guy? You know, what, what, a, what a disgrace he is. And they enjoyed watching him go down. And I'm telling you what, 98% of the country was in full panic mode last weekend when Texas was given Oklahoma all it could handle. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Because we were all thinking like, you know what? Stinking Urban Meyer is going to get back into this thing again. Like, how does this guy do it? And I know like nobody was rooting for him last weekend. I'm sure there's a lot of teams that are in that tournament. Awfully glad that Ohio State is not. I can oh, tell you absolutely. that much right now. Sure. Let me ask you this: You're the you're Malcolm. You're not Malcolm. You're the, yeah. the Glazer boys, Malcolm yeah. Glazer's sons. Right. And let's in a hypothetical world, you're looking for a new head coach. Okay. Um, maybe sooner than later, but let's say you are. How fast? Tell you what, Rick. How fast is this? Wait, let me add two questions. Two part question. One. Okay. Do you call him? Two, if you can get him, is this a good hire for the Bucks? Would he be good knowing what you know about him, never having coached in the NFL, knowing Jameis Winston and, and whatever parts are here? Is this the guy? Could this guy take them to a Super Bowl in the NFL? Do you think he could do it in the NFL, what he's done in college football? I think this guy could be a really good NFL coach, Rick. I think he knows. I think he 
I think he deals with players very well. I think he relates to players very well. I think he would I think he would absolutely thrive in an environment where all he has to worry about is just football. ball. Just he ball. doesn't have to worry about recruiting. He does although he's very good at that too. But he doesn't have to worry about recruiting. He doesn't have to worry about holding hands. He doesn't have to worry about making sure kids are going to school. But you he lose have control. To be a dad. You, you do lose, lose a little control. bit of control, sure. But I th- but you you're in charge of the football part of it. I think he knows football. I mm-hmm. look at everywhere he's ever been, Rick. Everywhere yeah. he has ever been. Yeah. And he's been not just a little bit successful, wildly successful. Yeah. I think the guy knows football. And if I'm the Glazers, I, again, you always say this. It's one of my favorite things that you've said over time is have the press conference. Can you have the press conference? Can you, can you stand well, up there and say— it would be popular higher in the state of Florida, wouldn't it? I think you're, I think you're right. I think, it, I think among Bucks fans, I think some would be conflicted about it, like they think he's a bad guy. But, boy, if they thought he could win— I, I, boy, I, I think I think they could get away with it. I think you could have the press conference, and I think mm-hmm. they could get away with it. And I think he'd actually be pretty good at it. What about what about you? What, you know the box. You know the NFL. Well, the only the only compare like the one thing I would say is that I I thought Nick Saban, given time, would have been a really good NFL coach. He was successful as an assistant with the Browns. I think he would have gotten Miami. Where they screwed up is that they didn't get Drew Brees. They took Dante Culpepper and so on. Um, I think Meyer would be better because. What Meyer brought to college football from some of his other programs like Utah and other places is now filtered its way upstairs to the NFL. That's what the NFL is looking more and more like. So he would bring more of that to the NFL and would be really good in this era of offense, you know, where it's wide open. And so I think the transition would be, you know, in the past it was always like, yeah, but he's a college coach, you know. Yeah, but what does he know about – the NFL, you know, what is he? That's not what the NFL does. You got to win from the pocket. You got to, you know, now what do we see? You know, Andy Reid has turned into Urban Meyer, you know, spread options, um, you know, jet sweeps and, you know, running back split wide outside the hash marks and empty back. I mean, you're seeing the high school and college game matriculate its way upward, not downward. So from that standpoint, I think, I think this is the perfect time for him to go to the National Football League. And I, I wonder if, if that's not what's left for him. Because, look, he could go – you're right. I think Notre Dame's a special place for I him. Think so, I think that's the job he ends up in. I so really that's, that's, that's the job that, you know, if you're going to lose a Brian Kelly and there's talk about him going to the NFL as right. well. Right. But if you, if you lost him and you're in Notre Dame – Notre Dame's a special place to Urban. I'm surprised he wasn't It's a there special already. place to everybody who's of that age, who, who yes. loves college football. Because, I mean, it's the one job that, that I think John Gruden, like, yes. I think he sincerely had interest in that job. He did. I think everybody has interest in Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a special place. I look at Urban Meyer, and the only other thing that might scare me off of the NFL is I, I will look at college football if I'm Urban Meyer and say, okay, I just got done my, my next, not my last job, but the one before that at Florida. I was coaching in the toughest conference in the country. I was dealing with Nick Saban, who was a legend, who was rolling through people, steamrolling people, plus everybody else in that conference is pretty good. I moved from there, and I move into the Big Ten. I, I think Urban Meyer personally elevated the Big Ten to what it is yeah. now. It's a much better conference. And mm-hmm. I could, you could make a, a, a decent argument that he's coaching now in the toughest division in college football with Michigan, with Penn State, with Wisconsin. Those teams are, are all pretty good teams. Michigan State. And then uh, I would look at that and say, okay, I'd rather go to Notre Dame or USC or somebody like that where I, mm-hmm. I, maybe I don't have to deal with all these. Here's the thing. You go to the NFL, Rick, I got news for you. 
everybody in the NFL is good. You know, <laughs> like everybody, everybody's got a pretty good coach. Everybody's got a pretty good quarterback. Everybody, it's it's the SEC on steroids, man. Like it's it's like that's you big know it's time really football. it's really funny. Like for all the uh, in college football, I I love it. I watch it. Sometimes I love it more. Sometimes less. Um, but for the most part, it is there's a hundred and something Division One teams. Like in the NFL, there's only thirty two, and it doesn't matter if you're in Tampa Bay or Jacksonville. If there's something newsworthy, there's twenty five shows running all day long that just do the NFL. They don't well, do anything you talk else. About, you talk about the stress of coaching at the college level. Like he's you know he's like holding his brain like because they're they're in a dogfight with Maryland, but. Like there are games in college football where you get weeks off. I mean, like some Absolutely. weeks you play the Citadel. Some weeks sure. you play Akron. Show me the off week in the NFL. Show me the uh, show me the gimme game. There is you don't none. have one, you and there's sixteen of them. You know, yes. so and everything so, uh, you'd say or do. This is the thing that, and I know Greg Schiano coached at Rutgers, but what he told me was he says, you know, Rick, that the biggest adjustment for me, and I didn't expect it. And imagine this is a guy, sort of outside the New York sphere up there in New York in New Jersey, right? But he said, I can say something in this news conference, and before I can get on the elevator and get to my office, there's 20 shows that are running the soundbite of what I just said, if it was something yeah. stupid or it's not. On it's on a ticker. It's on a ticker at the bottom yeah, he goes, of the it's, it's being analyzed for the next four and a half hours. He goes, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable the, the amount of media that, that covers this National Football League. It is a mega, mega, mega giant. And it's not like, you know, if you're in the Big Ten – yeah, everything you say or do is big in Columbus, maybe Ann Arbor, maybe yeah. College State. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. there's, you know, or Penn State. But it's regional. College football to me is still regional. There's national programs, but the interest is largely regional, right? Down here we follow the SEC. That's just what we do. I love Big Ten football. I'll watch Big Ten. I don't watch the Pac-12 ever. They're on at no. night. They're too late. No, you you're know? right. I don't watch, uh, you know, the Western Athletic Conference. I mean, there, there are certain, you know – Certain places, I just eh. I'll, I'll, well, you, know. you know what, Rick. There also too is an element of like he's the king of Columbus. Jim yes. Jim Harbaugh is the king yes. of Ann, Ann Arbor. Arbor. James yes. Franklin's the king of State College. But you get into the NFL, it's like yeah, you don't have as much control and power as you think you do. You can't just mm. tell people, okay, here's uh, here's here's the answer, and I'm going to get away with it. Eh. You get a little pushback at the NFL level, you know. Yeah. So no, you're one of thirty-two. But Speaking having NFL, said all that, I think he'd be pretty good. I think he'd be. I think oh. he'd be a pretty good NFL coach. Oh yeah, I do too. I think if you can coach ball, you can coach ball. He would figure it out quickly. Just on the NFL, and we'll get to the Lightning here in just a second. Look, Kareem Hunt situation is an ugly one because there was video that apparently the NFL could not get again. Uh, can the, the NFL just hire TMZ, please? Like, it's a just great hire suggestion. TMZ. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not the first one that came it. up with this. It was all over Twitter, but I understand. Jeez, and I, it makes sense to me because they can get apparently what the NFL can't or doesn't want to see or doesn't want to Look, pay for. Right. This is a this is a nasty thing. Uh, you you've talked about domestic violence before. I know you and your wife work uh, hard in that area to help victims of that. Let me ask you this: Should the NFL be involved in these investigations on any level? Like what what should their policy be? To, to keep them sort of out of like, – I know people in football that think they need to get out of the investigation business because they can't do them. They can't right. do them because they're just not good at it or they don't have the resources or they don't really want to know. Some, there's something wrong there. So, I mean, should you just have a zero-tolerance policy? And I mean, what, what would you do if I made you commissioner for the day with guys that are either accused of or charged with domestic violence? 
I think we can all agree that domestic violence is wrong. You shouldn't do it. It's, you know, it's, that's, that, that's a given. Having said that, I do have some sympathy for the National Football League and just how to deal with it. It's such a wide-ranging and complicated problem that I don't know that you can just form a policy and say, okay, if this happens, you get uh, right, you know, right. four-game suspension. That's what they ran into trouble with the whole Ray Rice situation. Yes, yes. Um, and then you go back to this as well, Rick, and I think this, is a, this even is a further complicated matter. Okay, we saw the video. The video was horrible. Like mm-hmm. Again, it's a bad look, and, and we shouldn't need video – to That's appreciate, right. to imagine respect, what happened, to imagine what happened, or to believe somebody to say, "Hey, I was assaulted by somebody else." Um, so yeah, it was a bad look, and and Cream Hunt, I guess, apparently lied about it at some point, and and I don't know how thoroughly it was investigated by the NFL. But we also get to a point, Rick, where is there a chance for forgiveness? Is there a chance for redemption? Do we? I mean, do we just say, "Okay, Kareem Hunt can never play football again"? He's twenty four years old. Are we saying he can never be rehabilitated, or that he can't ever be sorry for those actions? I, I don't know. It's very, it's very, it's a hard thing to, it's a hard thing to get to to get your brain around because, I mean, you look at look the whole reason Ray Rice never played again had nothing to do with people were so outraged by domestic violence that they would, didn't want Ray Rice on their team. Ray Rice couldn't play anymore. Kareem Hunt's going to be an interesting test case, I think, mm-hmm. for the NFL and for the sort of the moral compass of everybody here because he's a really good player. And he's got yeah, a lot of years, he's you know. Yeah. He's young, and so at the same time, you could say, "Well, maybe he, maybe he, you know, if he, you know, pays his, pays his uh, whatever punishment he has coming to him by the by the legal by law enforcement." Mm-hmm. At the end of all that, we're gonna tell him like, "No, you can't work again. You can't play in the NFL." I, I don't know, Rick, and and I guess that's my long-winded answer of saying, "I don't know." If you're the NFL, I don't know how you handle these cases anymore. I know what I know what I what I saw, and I know it's wrong, and I know he shouldn't be playing right now. But beyond that, I don't. I just don't know how to uh, to tackle this this situation. Yeah, well, the Dallas Cowboys will be paying attention because what what Ezekiel Elliott uh, wound up getting what six games and. Looks sure. like Kareem Hunt's going to miss a good part of of, uh, of that in, in perhaps next year as I mean, well. It's so like what you said. It was like six, oh, six games. Okay, that's funny. Four, it's not enough. Six is too much. Like, I, like we're talking about him hitting a woman, and all of a sudden we're just deciding like what, whether he should miss six games or four games. Like it, it almost seems like like disrespectful in a way to like oh, mm-hmm. we're we're haggling over games now. You know, it's mm-hmm. um, I just don't. I just don't. At the NFL. I mean, is I there a difference? Is there a difference between? A, and you don't know this without video, but is there a difference between Ray Rice, you know, throwing a fist and knocking knocking out his wife or his fiance or whoever she was at the time, and you see that on video, which you needed video, I guess, to see to right. actually see how how reprehensible it was, or some guy shoving another somebody else into a woman who then falls and, and hurts herself. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, there's so many different levels. Even, like, all of it's wrong. I know it's you hate, all you bad. Hate, like, you know, yeah, you're right. saying like, well, that's not as bad as that. Yeah, you know, right. You know, he hit her with his open hand instead of a punch yeah, fist. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, like, it's all about? horrible, but it's yeah. But I think that's what the NFL is dealing with. Is like, do we? So we're sitting there, we're saying that it's all the same. It's all six games, or it's all you never play again, or it's all let let the let the law enforcement take care of it, legal process, and then we'll determine what's going on. And yeah. and and then you sit there and you bring out like, wait a minute, Tom Brady got four games for deflating footballs, and you're going to give the same <laughs> right. guy he punched a woman. It's, I, right. I do have some sympathy for the NFL in that I just I don't even know where you begin, but certainly they need to, I think, do a better job. Um, I think they need to start consulting. They don't know how to do these investigations. Rick. That's that's clear. No, no, they're but poor. But they, I think they need to turn to people who know how to do investigations, 
mm-hmm. in terms of like how to interview victims, um, how to gather evidence, and then make their decisions based on that. I, they're just they're caught, I think, in a situation where they weren't ready. They weren't ready for this, and it's it's evident that they weren't ready for it. And hire TMZ if you want video. That's obviously yeah, no something kidding. they can Law do right away. Would not be bad at doing that either. No. Finally, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightning are on uh, their usual uh, regular season tear. Tom, they're the best team in the NHL, uh, certainly in the Eastern Conference, and they've done it without their goaltender and arguably the best player on their team. And Louis Domingue um, took his first night off after 11 straight games, which I think I saw where the team record Ben Bishop played 16 in a row one time. Now, he had a day off in between, so it was kind of a nice rhythm for him. You know, he would get that you know, day off in between. So with the back-to-back, they finally gave him a night off. But what have you made of Deming, and what does it say about the Lightning that they are steamrolling some people without their goaltender? Without their goaltender and without, I would say, probably their third-best defenseman and a really, you know, contributing member of that defense and Anton Strauman. He's been out for a while, too. You know, I, I didn't think Deming would be this good, Rick. I kept waiting for the fade. I kept waiting for him to just run out of gas. And there are times where I look at, like, Louis, like Louis Deming hasn't been perfect. He's given up. There are a lot of games where he'll give up a soft goal or two. And you say, oh, here we go. This is the night. This is the night he's going to collapse. And then he ends up in the third period of these games making some incredible save to keep you alive for them to mount these comebacks. They fall behind the other night 4-1 to one against Florida over the weekend. And you didn't give up on him because you knew, like, this team's going to come back and win. And Deming made some huge saves as they got back into that game and ended up winning in overtime. He made a huge save in overtime, too. I don't even think they're playing that great, Rick. I think they're playing okay hockey. I think there are some nights, like against New Jersey, they looked really good and they were solid. But, I mean, again, this is a team that you almost think that now they're waiting for the playoffs. I mean, they, But they go out and they take care of business. But the question is, Rick, what are they going to do in the playoffs? You know, that's that's what it always comes back to. But as of now – they're playing about. You feel like they're playing about eighty percent speed, and they're and they're killing people. So, I'm I'm thoroughly impressed with Deming. I'm thoroughly impressed with the way they've played. They've had some injuries. They you know survived the Headman injury for a while. Anton Strauman's out. They haven't had a you know they haven't been too banged up up front, which has been pretty good. You know they really can't afford like Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov are certainly playing at a different level these days. Uh, Stamkos has been Stamp. You know he's been better than I than than I thought he would be. He's actually come up with some big goals too. So. But let's wake me in April. You know, let's see what happens in April. All right, Tom, I will wake you up. I'll wake you up at the Pointer <laughs> Institute of Media Studies in April, and we'll talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Great conversation as always. We'll talk to you uh, on Sunday. All right. Hopefully, you're not on Urban Watch now for the next. Two oh months. God, not yet. No, please. <laughs> Hope not. Always a good discussion with Tom Jones. Uh, I'll be at One Buck Place. The Bucks return to practice in preparation for their big game with New Orleans. Can they make it three in a row? We'll talk to defensive coordinator Mark Duffner. His defense is certainly humming. We'll also get Dirk Cutter's thoughts on that as well. And we're also going to talk tomorrow to Times college football writer Matt Baker about the college football playoffs and all the bowl games, including, Steve, the big bad boy motor Gasparilla Bowl at Raymond James Stadium, USF, against We Are. Marshall. Yes, Thursday night, the 20th at 8 o'clock on ESPN. So, USF, yeah. uh, all the fans, you can't complain. You get to go to a bowl game. You you're don't have to travel bowling. for it, so you can stay right in town and go to the bowl game. That's right. Think of the money you're saving. That's the key thing here. Um, but after losing, what, five in a row to end the season, they'd be a nice way to maybe cop it off with a, uh, with a win over uh, the Thundering Herd. We'll yeah, see it'd, it'd be nice not done. to finish seven and six, but to go eight and five. That'd be, that'd be yeah. big for USF. No doubt about it. Hey, and remember, uh, if you're looking for something fun to do with the family, especially this time of year, the weather is great. 
Go to uh, Captain Mike Swimming with the Manatees. You can book online at swimmingwiththemanatees.com or call them up there uh, at 352-571-1888. It's in Kings Bay, Crystal River. Beautiful place, not far from Tampa Bay. You know you can get there in a short time, and you're going to have a great weekend with the family. Again, we appreciate you uh, listening to this podcast. We're here Monday through Friday, and uh, we love the interaction. You can always reach us on Twitter at SportsDayTB. Reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, and my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. For Steve Bursnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.